All right, today's rant, we're going to be digging into sensationalizing the chef's world in a negative light. And there's going to be kind of two parts to this one, you know, kind of shorter ones here. Um, some people are going to hate me for this. Some people won't. They'll they'll be behind me. Uh, honestly, that that's fine. Um, this is definitely not for everybody. Uh, but this is kind of the concept of... And I take a little bit of time to kind of play out the what I'm trying to get to on this. Um, I, I rant a little too long about the whole concept of of the Super Bowl, uh, but that that's part of it. You know, it was kind of an ad um, that that triggered some of this for me. Um, and, and since I can be very passionate about talking um, or passionate about. Uh, the culinary field and chefs, um, and I'm very much a, almost feel like I have to be a protector now, uh, because there's so many people just jumping on this bandwagon of just bashing the industry that, that don't get it. And they've never been a part of it, or maybe they were just part of it for a very short time and had a negative experience and, and now they're just, hey, everybody else is talking about this, so I'm going to jump on board and and talk shit. And it's like, listen, I, uh, I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to let this rant go. Uh, you guys are going to hear it soon enough. But the short of it is, is I'm tired of seeing all the sensationalization of the kitchen culture played out in both social media, TV, movies, and and it's I'm tired of it being exposed to so many people that just don't get it, and now they are making up their minds about what's going on based off of extreme examples. So here's the show. There's. The concept, so I watched the movie, um, The Menu. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you're right. I, I thought it was hilarious. And there's so much of it that I was just, they, uh, man, I've dealt with every one of those fucking guests too. And in, in how the chef finally kind of goes about doing his thing with it and, and the whole concept of the s'mores um, at the end. And uh, my wife hated the movie. She's not in the industry, right? And she's like, this is dumb, you know? And like, what was she? She couldn't really grasp it. Um, and so I understood the ridiculousness of it all, um, which made it funny to me. Um, yeah. And she did not get it. So it's definitely a movie more for people that. And, and so I didn't want to watch it before because I'm kind of done with the whole sensationalization of the chef culture, uh, the cook culture. And it just seems like all of a sudden all these movies start coming out, you know, about chefs being assholes and, you know, and it's just, man, there, there's got to be something else out there. And, and so I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to watch it. I, I didn't watch the previews. And then you talked about it and it's like, okay. Um, and then, and then the Super Bowl, which I only watched the first half um, because I'm learning that I do not like football anymore. Um, 
can't say really, really was into it in the in the past. Um, but just especially Super Bowl games, man, they are just so slow and drawn out and boring. I, I mean, it is your typical like what the American culture can do to a sport. We could take yeah. something that at one point was fun, engaging, and we can commercialize the fuck out of it so much that you don't even watch it for the sport anymore. People watch it for the commercials. <laughs> and now there's more and more commercials and less and less sport. Like I, I, After this, I'm going to go and look up like how much TV time is involved in it, how much was actually played in the game, how much... I mean, the Super Bowl halftime, I think they said was 29 minutes. But how much of the game was actually played on TV? Like, And then how much airtime of ads? But anyway, that doesn't matter. So the Serena Williams had a commercial about teams. It was talking about teams. And um, but the commercial was for uh, Remy um, Cognac, right? But she's talking about teams and... And they were showing all kinds of things, chefs, servers. I mean, just, but not just focused on cooks, right? But I just kind of struck a chord with me. And at first I was kind of like, where is she going with this? Um, But, and it was all about, we drive each other. Like I drive myself. I drive and, and together we bring, we're part of that team. We elevate each other. And. And I was just in it. It, it really kind of struck a chord with me. And I, I could really give a shit about that, that Remy. Um, but um, the whole concept of where, where I'm calling it the sensationalization of kitchen burnout in kitchen, in the hostile kitchen environment, where I'm sorry, but I'm going to, go on record again and call bullshit. All right. Now I'm a victim of a burnout, but it took me 27 years of living, breathing, eating. I mean, just being entirely consumed by it before. And then throw in a, a pandemic um, it just kind of was like the last nail in the coffin for me. Um, and, but I have no regrets. I don't blame anybody for where I'm at or the burnout that happened because I was the one in control. I was the drone driving myself. And, and that was, but that was me. That's my work ethic. And nobody's forcing anybody to work hard. Trust me, as much as I've tried, it doesn't work. Um, (laughs) Because, and so, and I'm just like thinking like the whole concept of this hostile work environment. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a high pressure job. Now, are there some asshole chefs involved? Probably, but guess what? Pick any industry, right? That same person is there. So I'm just, and, but the, the whole, 
idea of of restaurants being toxic because they demand so much. And I'm like, well, they do. But if you're scared of that, then, and you're insecure about that, then you should not be doing this. You know, if you are so insecure about working hard and giving a shit, then get the fuck out of the way. So, I'm sure I'm going to catch some flack for this. Quite honestly, I don't care. Um, but that just kind of, it, it kind of all came to, came to me, you know, just between, I mean, I've always kind of felt that way, but between just watching some of this stuff and, and then finally it just needed a Super Bowl commercial and a, and a movie to just be like, you know what? Fuck this all. Um, because it, it's not the shitty industry that people make it out to be. I think between COVID happening and it really put more of a spotlight on the restaurant industry as a whole and Bourdain dying, there was like this really big hole that people needed to be filled with this curiosity about uh, the kitchen lifestyle. Um, But you know, American people are really attracted to drama. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. So they're not gonna they're not gonna love a movie about the restaurant industry that's just about the love and the passion about it. That's boring to them. You know, they need some something kind of fucked up <laughs> to to enjoy it. And the whole idea of the asshole chef, um, you know, Gordon Ramsay made a career off of being an asshole chef on TV. Like a fairly nice guy in person, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bigger asshole out there than him. Everybody loves him more. Who's that? Mario Batali. Oh, um, I think. <laughs> I think his uh, spotlight kind of took a turn with all the sexual harassment. And- well, yeah, that's a whole nother uh, stealing funds too, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, it, I, we don't have to get into that part, but yeah, the the drama, you know. And it's been happening more and more. Uh, the thing. Um, well, has it been happening? Has it been happening more and more? Or is it just now it's every time it happens, someone posts it out there? Yeah, the attention to it is happening more and more. Uh, Dan Barber from uh, was it Blue Hills Farm. Yeah. yeah Stone Hill, huge, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, there was a huge article about him and how he mistreated his cooks and, and things like that. So when the general public only sees these stories of drama and you know the negative aspects, um, that's all they believe in. And if that was really true, then there wouldn't be career cooks or chefs. You know, 
plenty of people got out of this industry during COVID because they didn't like it or because they didn't have a, a certain future left anymore. So, well, I mean, but if that's the case too, like French chefs, like, you know, Daniel Balud, I mean, geez, yeah, he's a good guy, you know, but he's still a classic French chef, which means guess what? He's going to throw some shit if you fuck it up <laughs> or if it's not spot on perfect. Yeah. So but I mean, nobody's talking about that. There's a, you know, there's a lot of to be said about how celebrity chefs are painted, you know, in one light or the other, positive or negative. But, you know, the, the, you don't really understand that it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you create something and then you give it to someone to to replicate consistently and they fuck it up, you put all of yourself into that one dish to watch somebody fuck it up out of sheer carelessness. You're going to get upset. You know, that doesn't matter like what industry you're in. Mm -hmm. If you created something and you hand it off to a, uh, say you wrote an article and you handed it off to an editor and an editor uh, completely fucked it up and it wasn't resembling anything that you had originally thought, you're going to get upset. There's going to be some yelling and throwing of stuff. I assure you. Yeah, I've never a, a a yelly, screamy chef. You know, I wasn't brought up that way. And then you met me. <laughs> You're a nice. <laughs> I've seen you explode maybe a handful of times, and it was never throwing anything. It's just that voice got a little bit louder and a little bit stern. It was the daddy voice. Daddy voice came out just so <laughs> and knew what you wanted and how, how you wanted it. Yeah. And that's how I don't yell for no reason. I don't even yell that often. So that when people, when I do yell, people fucking pay attention. Yeah. Because it's like yelling at your kids because you're like, I'm yelling now because you haven't been fucking listening. So now I have to make sure you hear me. Do I have your attention? Great. Now I'm up pissed off and you're scared. <laughs> Do it fucking right. Yeah. See? Cat agrees. <clears throat> Shut up, cat. Hey, thanks for listening to this edition of Inside the Pressure Cooker. I'm your host, Chad Kelly, with Josh Morris as your co-host. And... Hopefully you're still listening and not too pissed off. Um, I doubt it, but you're probably, honestly, if you're listening to this, you you 100% agree. So share. Share the knowledge, share the love, and continue to support each other. Um, remember, we're in this together, even though this is an individual fight um, to to succeed and grow. Appreciate you all. Keep listening.